What's up, everybody? Happy fucking Monday. How the hell are you doing? Did y'all enjoy your weekend? Did y'all get some peace, rest, and relaxation? Did you kiss your mom? Did you hug your mom? Did you give your mom at least a fucking card? Did you do anything for her, or are you just going to ignore her and say, Happy Mother's Day, Ma. Thanks for giving me life, and then completely ignore her otherwise. It's probably about half the dudes in this country. <laughs> the other half will just, like, you know, did something for their mother. I'm hoping so. Um, and if you didn't do anything for your mother, did you at least do something for your wife, girlfriend, or fiancé that gave you the child that you love so dearly? I hope so. But uh, if you didn't, you're a dick. And we're going to get started. In life and in music, there is always a dark side. Whether the truth is something you don't want to tell or something somebody doesn't want to hear. These are those stories. The Black Rose Media proudly presents the dark side of music. Welcome, everybody, to the dark side of music. I am the great and powerful king of kings, emperor of all that is awesome. Derek, how the fuck are you doing today on this beautiful May 9th of the year that is 2020? Uh, welcome to a brand new week of shows. Welcome to a brand new week. A week that where we can sit back, relax, and take a breath and realize that it's not as bad as it seems. Um... Sometimes we get down in the dumps, and um, it's hard to look toward tomorrow, but today we're going to try our hardest to do that, because I am I am in a mood today. I am definitely in a down state. I am definitely in a depressed state. Um, not sure exactly why. Could be the abortion stuff. It could be just career life. Could be who knows, but it's there's a lot, and we can't let it dictate who we are or how we're going to go ahead and you know confront our tomorrow because tomorrow is as only as good as we allow it to be and the people you surround yourself with do not dictate that and if they are dictating how your tomorrow is going to be then get the fuck rid of them and um if you're the people around you that are helping you survive that tomorrow and look forward to a better tomorrow then you've got the right people in place and today we're going to be talking to somebody out of Chicago who is an indie artist and is getting ready to drop his very first um, EP. Or excuse me, is it LP or EP? EP or LP? Which one? L or E? e LP. First LP. <laughs> um, on May 20th called, what is it called? Great Places. I'm sorry, I'm a little, just a little flustered today, and I apologize. Uh, but he has a new single out called Loma Prita, and we're going to go ahead and listen to that song right now and kind of get started. So here, off of the album Great Places, that drops again May 20th, here is the song Loma Prita by the man known as Oslo. On the Starting again I'm a hurricane 
just been floating along Tell myself What are you sad about? Why can't you figure it out? Like you used to win the world That was Loma Prita off the album Great Places. That'll be out May 20th by the man known as Oslo. Let's go ahead and bring him on for a nice conversation. So, ladies and gentlemen from Chicago, Oslo. What's up, Derek? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Not too bad, thanks. Good. Glad to hear it. Well, how's, how's the weather up in Chicago? How's life? Um, weather is kind of shit today. Same here. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's just been, it's been kind of a mood the past like two weeks, but, um, we're supposed to start getting some summer like weather by the end of the week. So that's what they've been telling us here in Maryland, but I think it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Cause it's, we get like into the seventies and then we drop back down to the fifties and then it starts raining. Like today it's. It's in the high 50s, and it's just been <clears throat> raining all week long. Yeah. Which I can't complain about too much, but um, it's been, it hasn't been good for, for uh, everyday life. But it's been nice to look at, at least. Yeah, for like the mental state, it's not always the best uh, for it to be raining and cloudy every day. But then I'm reading about all these droughts in other parts of the country, so I, uh, you know, could be worse. It could be because I think in like Maryland we are in like a. Uh, <laughs> I think we're we have too much water in some places because we we had a really wet, um, really wet winter. Like it wasn't um, snowy at all. It was just very wet. So I'm thinking that's you know has a lot to do with it. But who knows. I recorded an album in Baltimore a few years ago, and I remember it was winter time. It was February. And in Chicago, I mean, it's normal for us to get a couple of feet of snow and just still carry on with our everyday life. But it snowed, I think, like an inch in Baltimore and everything just shut down. Like nobody wanted to even try and fuck with the snow at all. They're just like, <laughs> shut it all down. Everything was closed with like an inch of snow. Uh, it, that was kind of amusing to me. That's that's pretty fucking funny. You, but you don't get as much, so. No, but uh, it's that's definitely pretty funny. That's just how it is. We I think we had like maybe twelve inches all all winter long, which 
sucks because I love the winter. I love the snow and just did not happen this year at all. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. So got the new single out, got the new album, getting, or the debut album, I should say. Uh, just put out your first single. How are you feeling right now? Uh, relieved for sure. Also, I think a bit like, you know, anxious and, uh, I've never, I've never done anything like this. I've played in other bands and I've done put out records with bands, but I've never put out something so personal and something that I oversaw myself from start to finish. Um, so it's a mix of emotions like it always is, but I would say relief, uh, is the, the top one. Yeah. Um, and I can definitely hear you say that because it, it seems like it's going to be a album that you needed to talk about. Um, because, and I think it's gonna be an album. A lot of people need to hear. Um, you know, especially the song, you, you know, you write, um, you know, Loma Prita is about feeling like a disaster, even when you try to do the right thing and be the right person for everyone in your life. Every day for the longest time, that's exactly how I felt. Um, and it was the detriment of me. It was a detriment of my family. Um, it was definitely <clears throat> not the whole reason, but definitely a part of the reason why my, my most recent marriage ended. Um, it was a whole slew of things. And, but at the same time, when I was trying to be the right person, I was denying a lot of the other things that were surrounding it. And I think that's what made it worse. Because even though I was trying to do the right thing, it never happened. I never did the right thing. Um, so while that might not be exactly what you're saying here, I still kind of relate because one of the biggest issues that I was having was I was a mental health denier for a very, very long time. And, um, like I told you before we got started, I I'm diagnosed bipolar and for a long, 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 long time. I'm talking pretty much my entire adult life. I deny that there was anything wrong with me. And I was angry all the time. I would blow up over the smallest of bullshit. And I would go way, way, way overboard with it. I never hit anybody. I never, like, you know. But I was very mentally abusive to the people around me because of the fact that I was so angry all the time. And a lot of that does come from my, because I also suffer from PTSD as well. Um, prior to this marriage, I was in another marriage that was very, very, very abusive and me mentally to me and physically. And I don't think I ever recovered from that. Obviously, still to this day, I haven't. And I don't think I ever really will. But the point is, I tried really hard to be the person that everyone wanted me to be. But mentally, I couldn't be because I wasn't admitting what was wrong with myself. And it wasn't until 2018, at literally the age of 37, where I finally said, yeah, there's something wrong. And by then, it was always already too late in some cases. And it's, it's a difficult road, um, especially when it kind of creeps back up into your life again. And, but then you start thinking that you know, you're doing all the right things, but then you're just not the right person for yourself in some cases, too. And it's, it's, it's hard. It's really, really hard. So hearing that song and then reading that, what, what you sent me and the press release, it hit hard. It really, really did. Yeah, man. I, I think sometimes it's hard to know what the right thing to do is. Um, you can justify, you know, decisions in certain ways but yeah a lot of time uh, it's sometimes it's like what is the right thing to do and what should I be doing and for me it was like a, you know so much shit that's out of your control that just you know there was a lot of grief involved and um that's that was 
that feeling was a genesis for this song and a lot of a lot of the songs on the album so go go more into that please i want you i want you know i want to go into it so what what do you mean by that sure um only disclose what you're what you're comfortable disclosing obviously sure sure yeah i just think for me that year 2020 like um the the pandemic happening um it just kind of knocked so much off course um you know i was like trying to figure out just what to do next you know um you know my last music project ended i was like what where do i go next what do i do um at the same time uh my now fiance her father got diagnosed with cancer um so that was um all happening around the same time and I just was forced to take a look inward and just be like, who am I? What should I be doing? And I don't, I wouldn't say that I've like figured that out, but I think that um, I tried to take that just fucking dumpster fire of a year and put it, turn it into something um, more positive, which what is partially this album. And I, you know, I, I've been saying this a lot for the last two years that I'm, I believe firmly that a lot of people did that. Um, I know I did. Um, however, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's funny that, you know, now that I think about it, well, I mean, I've always known this, but it, it kind of funny that it relates to this, you know, um, aside from, you know, the other issues that that we had, one of the main issues that dissolved our marriage was the fact that I thought I was doing the right thing and pursuing a career and making trying to make my dreams come true by doing this. This right here was one of the biggest downfalls of my marriage. Um, aside, like I said, aside from other things like that, um, you know, but... The changes that I made in 2020 to better myself, you know, and make me think, okay, I can finally be happy in a career. Because for 20 years, you know, I've been working corporate. I've been in corporate America doing manager stuff and listening to the constant fucking bitching of just, we got to do this for our shareholders we got to do this for the bosses we got to do this for this what about doing what's right for our people what's what about doing what's right for our customers and you know that attached with the fact that you know again i didn't realize i was bipolar you know it was there was so much there and what really kind of changed for me was i had a suicide attempt in 2018 and then it like almost immediately after I, I rebroke my neck, so it was kind of a, a saving grace because I got to spend three months at home recovering from that and then co recovering mentally at the same time. And then when I got home, so by the way, the two things do not correlate. <laughs> two totally separate instances. Um, I sneezed and broke my neck, believe it or not, because um, I had broke my neck back in uh, 2013, and the mechanics failed in my neck over time and then the sneeze was the final nail in the coffin um so i didn't like attempt suicide and break my neck that way that would have been a much better story but no sneeze is the way it went but anyway um after my surgery i recovered yada 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 and i went back to work and realized that something i already knew but it didn't really hit me until this moment that they just don't care about who we are as people these corporate juggernauts of business don't give a fuck about who we are we are just numbers to them during my recovery 
My boss never called me once. My wife called her the day of the surgery to let her know he's out and he's, he's good. And you know what she said? Okay, thanks. And then hung up on her. And when I got back, I was treated differently because I was gone for three months. Oh, you're the store manager. You needed to be here. Your store fell apart while you were gone. Yada, 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 yada. And I never lived that down. And eventually I left later that year. But, and then it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do. But it was, it was this. Be myself. Talk mental health. Talk about the bullshit that people go through on a daily basis. And work with other people who deal with these same types of issues. But reach a mass audience with something that truly means a lot to us. And that's music. And it's funny, again, like what we were saying, that... Trying to do what was best for you sometimes and the, the mental health that you have can hurt others. But even though it's not the wrong thing because it's just wrong for them. And, you know, my, my girlfriend's going through a very similar situation right now to where um, a year and a half ago she left her abusive husband. And he's in jail now. <laughs> but um, this coming Saturday... A while back, she was invited to a wedding for, um, from a bunch of her ex-friends because she was a part of their group at that time. And they were like, hey, why don't you come, you know, this come be a bridesmaid at my wedding, so on and so forth. And, you know, we'll be here to support you. We, we're all kind of de dealing with the shit that he did, so on and so forth. And she's like, you know what, for my own mental health, I can't do this. And then she got shit for it. Well, think about the money I spent on you. Think about this. Think about it. it's my day and you're talking about your mental health? How fucked up is that? It's funny, you know, again, all relating back to this song. You can never please everyone. And sometimes you do the right things, but it's the wrong things for other people. And that sucks even more because in your heart, you know what you're doing is right. And because it feels good. And I think that even hurts even more because if you do something wrong and then you find out later it's wrong, you're like, oh, okay, cool. I made a mistake. Let's correct it and move on. But I think if you're doing something that's right, and this is just now coming to me, so thank you very much for, for writing this song because it helps so fucking much. Um, I needed this today. Dude, you were sent to me today, so thank you. Um, I'm a very spiritual person. I'm a pagan, and I believe in, you know, a lot of different things spiritually. And now talking about this, I feel a thousand times better already. So whoever sent me to you, or maybe to you, me, you to me, thank you. Um, we'll we'll thank Becky on this one. We'll thank Becky. Becky was my uh, my my angel today. Um, <laughs> and I'm gonna email her after this conversation too. But. Um, where was I going? I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, oh, the fact that when you are doing what you believe is right, and then even though, again, in your heart of hearts, you know it's right and it feels right to be told that it's wrong and then have the other people around you tell you it's wrong and then that you're, that you're an asshole for doing it hurts even worse. Yeah, it, it does, and it's hard to, like, sort of mentally process that where you're doing something that is the right thing for you. And I mean, that that's kind of broad. And it can be a lot of things, but to do something that, like you said, in your heart, you know, is right. And it's, an, it's positively enhancing your life, but to inadvertently cause some sort of harm to somebody that you care about or whatever, that's a really fucking tough, tough place to be in. Um, cause it's, it's hard to know like what, what is the right thing to do? And no matter what, you'll always wonder if you're wrong, like either way you'll, you'll wonder if you were wrong. Yeah. And I think, again, that's the hardest part. And I'm not talking guys about, you know, buying a car and spending all of your family money because you felt it was the right thing to do. No, I'm not talking about stuff like that or, you know, cheating on your wife because you felt it was the right thing to do. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about honest, good-hearted things that you do to please yourself. 
because one of the biggest issues, and I've talked about this so often on the show, I've talked about it twice this week so far, is the fact that in order to truly be our best selves for other people, we need to be selfish sometimes. And that is just a, a fact of life. But the people who don't know that yet or haven't truly realized that within themselves take that as a shot at them. Well, you're just being selfish. Well, yeah, I am because I needed to do this for me. And I'm sorry that it hurt you, but it wasn't intended to be about you. It needed to be about me because if I do this, then I can be better for you. And I'm sorry if that affects you in any which way, shape or form. That was never the intention. But this is something that I need to do for me. And it, whether it's a career, whether it's a just a trip on your own, whether it's going to see, you know, going out with your friends on a Friday night when you had, you know, whatever, and your wife just sitting at home alone or your girlfriend or your husband sitting at home alone, whatever the case might be. Or saying to your husband, I need to get the fuck away from these kids. I'm going away for a night, whatever. Whatever that selfish thing is, you're allowed to do that. And if it affects other people, so fucking sorry. Now, again, there's a l limit and a line to that. But again, being selfish for your own mental health is is imperative. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, and it's like, I try not to, you know, selfish is, I try not to like brand it as that because it can be perceived that way. But doing what you have to do for your mental health, to me, it's like, it's it's not selfish in the people who are supposed to be in your life and who are people who genuinely care about you will understand that. Um, and the people who don't sometimes, like, you know, I lost friendships over the, co like, the COVID, you know, timeline. And that fucking hurts, but, you know, you have to do what's right for you and your mental state and the people who are supposed to stick around will stick around. Yeah. Um, exactly what I was about to say. You know, the people who don't get that don't deserve to be there. And that is so true in life. Um, and what I'm about to say goes against everything that my generation was taught um, was even if it's a family member, even a parent that doesn't get that, doesn't deserve to be there. And I know that's hard to say, and I know that's hard to do, but in my case right now, I'm not talking to my dad, and I don't plan to talk to my dad for a while until he apologizes. When, you know, I've been doing this, you know, and I'll, and I'll go ahead and say it too. It was, it's the exact same thing that happened with me and my wife. Um, when your dad's, dad says to you, you don't have a real job, do something with your life, be like me and go work in corporate America. That's where you need to be because it's not real what you're doing. You talk to people on the internet and, you know, sell products for people. Okay, why is not real? Because I don't have a boss? Because I didn't bend over backwards to please other people? You know, and tell me that I'm not going to go anywhere in my life? My dad doesn't need to be a part of my life until he realizes that. That's not fair. That's not right. You know, and... And, and that's a tough decision to make sometimes. But it's one of those things where you need to do it. Um, you know, we sometimes say, well, there's a, a roadblock in my way. There's a wall that's in my way of getting there. You put that wall there yourself. Whether it's the people you have surrounding you, uh, the job you have, you know, the friends you have, whatever. Those are the things that are creating that wall. And sometimes it's you just creating that wall because you think you can't. The only person that's putting that wall there at all, ever, is you. If you ever say to me, well, so-and-so is preventing me from doing this. Well, then that's your own fault because you're allowing so-and-so to do that. Well, I don't have a choice. She's my wife. I don't have a choice. It's my best friend. Then are they really your wife or your best friend? And that's, and that's a hard thing to realize sometimes. I think also how we measure success 
um, I think has started shifting and changing as it should. And I think there's an old school mentality of success is measured by your paycheck or your salary or whatever, how successful you are. But to me, it's like how we measure success should, we should look at it differently, right? Like obviously there's a financial aspect of it where you need to cover your bills and you need to plan for the future. But to me, that's just a small part of, you know, the success pie. It's like, how happy are you doing what you're doing? How is your mental health? Yeah. How are your relationships? How is your physical health? Like these are not, should not be placed below like what job title you have and how much money you make. Exactly. And I think that for a long time, that's how it was viewed. Uh, I'm hoping that's starting to change. And I think that's kind of like what we've been talking about and, you know, um, putting all these other aspects of our life on the same plane, right? Like they're all a part of how successful we are and how happy we are. And the job financial part is not everything. It's only a, a small part of it. Exactly. And I think when you look at it in a different way too, like what you were just saying, say for instance, it's being a musician or being a podcaster. Okay. Um, you make enough to survive. You make enough to do this and that, but you don't have the money to put away for retirement. You don't have enough to, you know, get that mega huge house or you don't have to do that. Okay. First off, who says I want to retire? You know what I'm saying? I get to talk to bands for a living. <laughs> you know, that is the coolest fucking thing ever. I want to be 80 years old doing it. I want to be the Mick fucking Jagger. <laughs> Of podcasters. You know, motherfucker's still out there doing his thing. He probably has... Now, he definitely has the money to retire. But when you love what you do, and you're so hopped up on cocaine like he is, what does it <laughs> fucking matter? Now, I'm not hopped up on cocaine. Maybe I would feel better if I was, but... Um, I'm just kidding, kids. Don't, don't, don't do cocaine. Um, or don't use a jar of cocaine like Johnny Depp. I don't know what that was about, but whatever. Um... <laughs> That's a, that's a whole other... That's a whole other issue. Yeah. yeah. He had a jar of cocaine. A jar of cocaine? Yeah, it was some <laughs> antique jar. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure everyone did at this point. <laughs> but anyway. That whole story, yeah. That whole thing is funny as shit. Yeah. That is the only thing that's keeping me laughing this last couple weeks. Um, so thank you for all the uh, fantastic TikToks and... Facebook videos of the insanity that is that trial. But um, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to play some more music. Now, um, Oslo has only put out just the one song, Loma Prita. So we're going to go ahead and play some of his favorite other indie um, rock bands. Um, and he's picked two other songs tonight. So the first song is by a band, again, out of Chicago, called New, excuse me, In, uh, Into It, Over It. And here's their song, New North Side Air. Or not. There we go. Back 
New North Side Air by the band Into It Over It. Well, let's go ahead and bring Oslo back for more of our conversation, shall we? Hello again. What's up, man? You know, um, I'm not the biggest indie rock guy, but sometimes it's just... Nice to take a break from all the screaming <laughs> um, and all the, the drop D and drop C tuning and, um, you know, the gent craziness and just all that stuff and just enjoy, I don't want to say pure rock and roll because that's, you know, metal is pure rock and roll, but just a little bit of that softer, there we go, the softer side of rock. And just enjoy some good old-fashioned rock tunes. So thank you very much for, A, choosing the, the other two songs that we're playing tonight. But thanks for being that, that guy that, you know, makes this music with a purpose. And um, I think, again, while the majority of rock and metal makes their music with a purpose... I think a lot of music in general today is not made with purpose. It's made for what's popular. It's made for what's going to sell. It's made for what's going to, quote unquote, connect with a teen. Um, because it's going to be so vague that you can interpret a thousand different interpretations. But when it comes to rock, it's in the minority, but it's the majority of the rock genre. It's the complete opposite um, where it's made with a purpose that is for the mind. And a lot of times you can read through a song and be like, Oh, I know exactly what he's talking about here, but it can be interpreted a thousand different ways, but it all has that same central core with pop music and even R and B music and a lot of country music these words are so obscure. These lyrics are so obscure. You, you can never really nail down exactly what they're talking about. And it's done intentionally because they don't want to be labeled. Unless you're Taylor Swift, you just sing about heartbreak all the fucking time. Um, and, and not to take anything away from that. But at the same time, we need this type of stuff as well. You know, we need... You know, the indie rock scene that talks a lot about mental health. We need the hard rock scene that talks about a lot about mental health and, you know, counterculture. We need this. We need that. And I think rock is the only place we truly get that. Because even in rap, who used to have that same heavy metal vibe back in the 90s, has lost that. Um, and the people that still have that are definitely in the minority of the rap industry. Now it's just about, you know, you know, guys, you know, like little Zan talking about how much he loves Xanax. I know he's in recovery now or whatever the case might be, but why the fuck was he even popular to begin with? Because with that, it's like, why was that cool? Oh, because he loves Xanax. Okay. You know, it, it never made sense to me. Um especially with all these people fucking dying of drug overdoses in that industry, 
hell, in, in our industry. But in our industry, we at least talk about the drug problems. You know, we talk about this, we talk about that, we talk about getting help, we talk about that. They don't talk about that over there. And that is why, and if they do, it's so minute that we don't hear about it enough. Other than Demi Lovato, can you think of one pop, rap, R&B, or country artist who talks about alcoholism and mental health? Not off the top of my head. Not off the top of my head either. <laughs> but on uh, over here on the rock side, we've got, you know, hard, hard, you know, metal like August Burns Red. We've got, you know, Hailstorm. We've got, you know, you know, bands like Bad Flower and this and that and this and that. I, the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And that's why the rock industry is so important. And because we can have these conversations and not feel singled out by it. Now, granted, there's still the whole let's let's be popular and there's not a lot of shows out there that do it like I do where we talk about this kind of stuff, um, which is fine because a lot of people don't want to hear about it all the time. They want to hear about the fun stuff, the, the stupid tour stories. They want to hear about what happens in the recording studio and, you know, why you chose this particular chord for this particular lyric and yada, yada, yada. They want to hear about that kind of stuff. There's other shows that are going to do that. But to talk about it on such a deep level is so important because while I was waking up this morning just having this amazingly down day and going to bed last night, you know, thinking about, hey, I hope I don't wake up in the morning. Um, but then sitting down and talking about this has really helped. And I feel a hundred times better already. Because um, it's so important. You know, we have to sometimes face our demons. And it's the one thing we don't ever want to do. Nobody ever wants to come face to face with their demon and finally just push them away and say, fuck you. And that is a tough pill to swallow. Thinking, oh, we got this. We got this. We got this. But in reality, we don't got this. And we're just saying that to try to fake ourselves out. And it's a, it's a placebo. You know, if we, tell each, if we tell ourselves we got this enough, we'll eventually get it. But that's not how it works. And, you know, the, the music industry and the way you write and what you've been talking about tonight um, has definitely, you know, brought that to light. There's actually a song on the record called Placebo that uh, is kind of <laughs> right up this alley. Um, I started, you know, I think talking about stuff like it, at least in my perspective, it makes it more real, which is fucking scary, which is, I think, I think a lot of times why stuff doesn't get talked about. But I think it's, that's why therapy is so helpful. That's why that process is so helpful because it's like, otherwise it just kind of festers inside um and that's why this podcast things like this is so great because it really is that that you know classic saying of like you're not alone in what you're going through um so being able to talk about it i think is is really helpful and really positive and like that song placebo that's on the record i was just like <clears throat> dealing with the worst um, anxiety and, and grief and stress and was, you know, on a medication that wasn't really working. And that's when I, that's when I was like, I have to put this, I have to make some songs. I have to put this down, what I'm feeling, what I'm going through into something more positive rather than just letting it fester. Um, and a lot of songs on, the album are actually just the demos that I did with the intention to re-record stuff. But I went back and I listened to those demos and I was like, this fully fucking captures exactly what I was feeling and how I was feeling. And I don't think like re-recording it is going to capture it because it was so in that moment. And at that time, um, there's actually a song on the album that's a voice memo uh, from my iPhone that 
<clears throat> I, I, it was one of the worst weeks in my life. And I just sat down and just started humming this thing with my acoustic guitar. And I still don't even really know what I'm singing <laughs> on the song, but I, I went back and listened to that voice memo. And I was like, this is captures what I was feeling in that moment more than um, if I tried to re-record it or, you know, rewrite the lyrics to it. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to, let's just put the voice memo on the record. So that what we've been talking about and that sort of vibe is very much what went into the record creation. And first off, Number one, I did not know there was a song named Placebo on there. That, again, that was just very much a coincidence. But again, another thing, reason why I, you were brought to me today. Um, and again, I firmly believe that. So thank you, Becky. But um, what you just said is the antithesis of why I believe rock music is the most purest form of music. And let me go. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. When a rock band goes into a studio and the lead singer goes into that booth and sings an emotional song um, and then he starts belting out lyrics, sometimes it's not in key. Sometimes it, his voice cracks, her voice cracks, whatever, their voice cracks. Um, it doesn't sound remotely anything close to what singing should be. But they walk out in tears or they walk out feeling refreshed and people look at him and go, we need to re-record that. And then they go, no, because I need people to feel exactly what I was feeling when I just sang it. And you don't get that in other genres. You know, they'll be like, oh, well, you're, you were, you were a bit pitchy. So, you know, go and re-record that. No, I don't want to. And I love what you just said. The fact that these were demos that were supposed to be re-recorded and then, you know, mixed and mastered to be the, the perfect song, uh, quote unquote. That's how they look at it. But then you sat and looked at it and go, no, this is as raw as and real as it's going to get. I'll never get the sound like this out of it again. And that is a truly magical thing to feel a truly magical thing to hear. And now only makes me want to hear this album even more knowing that because that is honestly the purest thing I've, I've heard from an artist in a long time. The fact that you did that and a lot of people would be scared to hear that. I mean, scared to do that. Let me rephrase that. Sometimes, you know, 20 years down the line, they'll release a special album with a bunch of the demos just to say, this is how it started. This is how it ended. Um, and even then, it's kind of hard for them to do that because it's so raw sometimes and it doesn't sound anything like it or they weren't trying to be good. They were just trying to get an idea or whatever. But to hear that you intentionally just said, fuck it, this is how people need to hear it is has got to be cathartic for you it is cathartic it's a little freaky too um i've never i've never been like the lead singer of any project i've been in and i've never viewed myself as a vocalist but i have always been a songwriter and i've always i've had song ideas um so like yeah trying to recapture what i that emotion you know and like, if there's, I, I didn't want this album to sound perfect. I wanted it to, to sound, um, I wanted it to capture exactly how I was feeling and what I was feeling during the course of writing and recording it. Um, I think there is a certain sort of expectation and sometimes it's self-inflicted expectation of having things sounding, you know, perfect and sort of um, austere a little bit. And that's um, the opposite of what I wanted to do with this album. I wanted it to just be kind of raw and intimate. Um, and there's some songs that are like Loma Prida, the single that we listened to earlier is 
probably the most like full sounding, you know, production on the album, guitars and drums and bass and all, all that shit. But, you know, there's other songs that it's just acoustic guitar with like a simple drum beat. There's some that's just acoustic guitar. There's some that's just my vocals and a piano with some sound effects. Um, but through the whole process, I was like, like uh, the last song on the album is called Celebrate. And I, I recorded the vocals for it in one take. And I've never done this before. And I was like, I know I'm not gonna be able to sing it with that kind of emotion that I just did on that, that one take. Like I went back and listened to it the next day and I was like, I'm, I captured the emotion of it and it wasn't the most pitch perfect, but I was like, that's it. That's the take, um, you know? So that was, that was the mentality during the album process, recording process. Wow. Well, guys, Great Places by Oslo comes out May 20th. Uh, the debut album it features the song Loma Prita and all the other songs we talked about tonight. Um, his first foray into being a solo artist outside of other bands. And, dude, it sounds like you got something special here. And I know that I cannot wait, and I'm hoping all the listeners can't wait either. Take a break from all the metal <laughs> that we listen to in a day and, uh, you know, listen to some indie rock because that's just as good as any, you know, fucking heavy metal song, too. Because I, I as much as I love my screaming, as much as I love my, you know, scare lyrics and so on and so forth, um, and the dark, deep, heavy shit, I do love my train and I do love some, you know, occasionally some Coldplay. Don't make fun of me. Um, you know, hey man, I fucking, I get down with fucking metal, but I also get down with fucking Coldplay. Exactly. I don't think, I don't think it has to be mutually exclusive. It like, doesn't. I'll go, I'll go from every, every time I die to fucking Coldplay. No problem. Like exactly. that's normal to me. Rock is rock. And regardless of whether it's Coldplay train, um, you know, Maroon 5 or whatever to Metallica, you know, Sonata Artica, Every Time I Die, whatever. Me rock, metal, it's all the same. And it all comes from the same place. And we need all of it in order for it to, to thrive. So take a moment out of your day on May 20th, download this album and play the shit out of it. Because it's, and trust me, just from the sounds of this conversation and that one song I've heard so far, it's going to be a fucking amazing album, and I appreciate you putting it together. Thanks, Derek. I appreciate that. Not a problem, man. Um, well, you definitely take care. Um, where can everyone find you on the uh, socials? Sure. So it's actually just my personal socials, um, at TJ Horansky, my name. Um, that's where I'll be posting Oslo music, um, as well as any other projects I'm working on. Um, but yeah, Instagram, Twitter, at TJ Horansky. Um, and then there is an Oslo Facebook page, but Facebook's kind of, uh, I don't know, mostly for old people these days, it feels like. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, I'll make sure I tag it all on my website. So everyone go to the Black Rose Media to find the the uh, socials for him and uh, what he's going to be doing next. But brother, thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait to talk to you again. Thanks for having me, dude. Appreciate it. Bye bye. Wow, what a fucking conversation. Um, yeah. Whew. I feel a little bit better. Um, I still just need a day of just zoning. I think I'm going to order a pizza. <laughs> I think I need a pizza. I'm going to order a fucking pizza. But um, guys, thank you so much for being here. Um, on a Monday edition of the show. Got a great week lined up for you, and I cannot wait to share it with you. But we're going to go out today with one more song, um, handpicked by Oslo or T.J. Horansky, a song by the band Slow Pulp, and their song Idaho. So guys, have a wonderful rest of your day. Have a great start to your week. We'll be back again tomorrow. But until tomorrow, stay happy, stay healthy, stay fucking heavy. Here is... Idaho by Slowpulp. Have a great day, guys.
Peace. I hate it when it does that.